Mr. Data, I'm going to ask you again. And I order you to directly answer me. What really happened to us? I cannot answer that. What would you have me do, Data? How would you handle this if our positions were reversed? I am apparently guilty of falsifying the Enterprise's records, of interfering with an investigation, of disobeying a direct order from my commanding officer. Your duty seems clear, sir. Do you know what a court-martial would mean? Your career in Starfleet would be finished. I realize that, sir. You also realize that you would most likely be stripped down to your wires to find out what the hell has gone wrong. Yes, sir. I do. Hello, and welcome to Snap Trek, the podcast which compares two episodes of the galaxy's greatest franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined as ever by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hey, Ross. What's up? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> good. Good. I'm good. But wait, why are we here again? What are we doing? Well, I, I thought you knew because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. Uh, Maybe I wrote I, it down in my notes. Let me see. Wait, I can't. I can't recall. Um, hmm. <laughs> if only, if only there was a script I could refer to. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of game? I've never seen that one before. How do you play? During each snap track, we compare the episodes using a variety of categories, and we select a line or a scene or an alien or a prop which we think is excellent, and we award a point to the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Snap track is a competition, but it's played just for fun. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek. We would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at SnapTrek. Please do send us your ideas for episode comparisons and the categories we could use. And of course, send us your Star Trek poetry. You can contact me, Taborg, at strtrk1701, also on Twitter. And Jen? And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at edequarks, I think. Okay. <laughs> for this week's SnapTrek, we have only the vaguest recollection of meeting a pair of xenophobic species that have the uncanny ability to erase memories. We hardly believe the stories we're being told, but I'm sure we'll manage to finally piece the full story together as we barely recall the Next Generation Season 4, Episode 14, Clues versus... Um, I think it's... (laughs) Voyager season four, episode twenty-two, unforgettable. <laughs> of course, it seems obvious now. You said it out loud. Now I remember why we're here. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Two episodes which play on memory. I think, as far as I know. <laughs> if my memory serves me properly here, it's a good, it's a good joke, and I'm sure we can run on this for the entire episode. I'm, we I'm will very... not run this into the ground. <laughs> what? Us? Never. I don't, I don't remember that's the kind of thing you would say. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, the, these were these were fun. This is fun to watch together. 
to, to yes yeah absolutely they were fun to watch together i just i found that i watched the first one then i watched the second one and i was like if i watched the first one i watched the first mm-hmm. one again and then i watched the second one and then just so I spent, the last, spent the last two weeks watching these episodes <laughs> Which episodes again? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're done, we're done. <laughs> right, that's it. Was good. It was, it was a good joke. It was a good joke. Right. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Jen, I'd love to hear your lyrical recap of Unforgettable. Okay. I have a... I don't really have... It doesn't really have a formal structure. It's just a... It's just a love poem. I wrote a little love poem. It's a love poem. (laughs) It's good. We need that. We We need need that. All we need is love, right? Okay. So this is... This is from Chakotay's point of view of unforgettable i saw you for the first time again without remembering i knew you re-imprinted on my brain and twice i fell for you but now you're leaving you'll be free the burden of love forgotten so easily but i want to remember your eyes your curls your gorgeous lips your confidence your laugh your kiss everything i'll pen the truth and when my memory fails me i'll read the words i left myself and newly, freshly grieve. Oh, that was good, Jen. That was good. I can imagine Chicote writing that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little heart stuffer. That was very good. I actually, I think this episode, we'll talk about it later, but I think this episode is a little bit underrated. The love, the love story works for me. It's definitely underrated. Yeah. And she is like, she's, she's, she's in everything she's, she's incredible so oh yeah she's one of those she's guys great this. She's yeah. that guy <laughs> yeah i recognize her from all sorts of things but yeah. she's good in this just like she's good in everything else yeah she's she's amazing virginia well, madison I, yeah yes oh and do you know what i really thought i really i really felt like we should have seen her again and done this again it would have been, <laughs> oh, it would have been yeah. funny it would have been clever to do it again but slightly differently i just wish they got part that. two <laughs> I mean, I say this about every episode of Voyager. Every episode of Voyager could have had a sequel. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I do believe um, we could have had another 170-odd episodes of Voyager and not feel like it was overstuffed. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe is Prodigy, going, not unforgettable in particular, but I think is Prodigy going to revisit some of these uh, hanging threads from Voyager? You know, we're in the same area of space, aren't we? Aren't we in the Delta Quadrant? I d- yeah, I think there's definitely opportunity here, but I think it's sort of it's more in the middle, isn't it? It's more it's it's, it's more it the borders between the quadrants. Yeah. All right, I would love to hear your recap for clues. Okay, I've gone for a straight up limerick. All right. This is called Time Worm Line Hole. <laughs> we wake up having lost some time, and we've arrived at the end of the rhyme. The end. <laughs> how long was I asleep for? Oh. That, that doesn't seem right, does it? That doesn't seem right. If we've only lost seconds of time, the second line is sequentially fine. But my usual shtick's a whole limerick. Does it seem that I'm missing a line? If the class M we saw has a helium core, that's the wormhole's effect upon the sensors. 
not an absent lyric, a poem that's quick. But Beverly's spores grew for hours, 24. So we've questions concerning the time, and clues suggesting that we've lost our mind. Did we wake up later? Make sense of the data? Have I missed the middle of the rhyme? Now the crew are starting to think. The data's attempting to hoodwink. Chronometer tampered. Rhythmical meter hampered. The crew circadian rhythms are also out of sync. Data's not fooling Geordie. Icy world he sees Tethys 3. Worf's wrist split fixed by Beverly. In Troy's mirror it's me but not me. It's no use denying data is lying and though he can't say we were out for a day. Were our beards growing? Make sense of this poem? We're going back to Titari where we encounter an energy field and data's deceptions revealed and Troy is possessed and the Paxons express a desire to remain concealed. And we wake up having lost some time. Picard orders all data's lying. The Paxons deceive to have us believe we've arrived at the end of the rhyme. Cut out the middle to reset the riddle. We wake up having lost some time. We've arrived at the end of the rhyme. That was amazing. <laughs> Again, you've outdone yourself. I love it. I was very excited to write that. It took me ages. Oh, that was so good. I bet. Oh, man. That was, that was so well done. I wanted to stand up and shout some of that. I was quite excited about it. <laughs> yeah, you're getting into it. I like it. I was. I was. <laughs> I was very pleased with the uh, the bit at the beginning where I, I really thought about, I wrote those first two lines. Yeah. Like, That's fine. That's fun. And I was like, is that just a, is that really cheap? Is that really is that really lame just to write those two lines? Oh, that's so funny. Oh, so good. Yeah, you got the right. whole you got the whole plot in there. Oh, I did it. I did it. I had that's to cut amazing. stuff out as well. Right. Let's do this. Oh, let's do it. Okay. So please, Jen, let's uh let's get this unforgettable episode <laughs> underway. Okay, uh, let's see. For our first category, uh, let's get to know who we're going to forget here. Let's talk about our forgotten species. Okay, forgotten species includes, it is the Paxons. Now, this is a short answer. We know very little about the Paxons, <laughs> other than they are very isolationist. By design. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. They're xenophobic, they're technologically advanced. And they go to extreme lengths to maintain their anonymity. I even looked on uh, Memory Alpha to see if there's any more information about them. <laughs> they may be energy-based, and this is based on the fact that a green energy pulse emanated from the larger energy field and then went on to inhabit Troy. Uh, and they seem reasonable, you know, they, apart from they wanted to kill us all, but they were reasonable <laughs> after that. And that's it. You don't know anything else about them apart from what they did, which was to keep themselves shrouded in mystery, which they did very well. The yeah, Paxons. They've got a pretty good plan there for keeping themselves a uh, secret. Yeah. It's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. Mean, you, you really must want to be kept secret yes. to go to these extreme lengths. And then I always wonder, why do you want to be that secret? <laughs> what's, what's your end game there? Like, why is that so important to you? And what's worse is no one will ever find out. Right. Provided they could keep themselves well kept as a secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I again, at the end of the episode, of course, 
the whole thing potentially could unfold again and we could learn a bit more about the Paxons, but that doesn't happen. But uh, who knows? Maybe every starship's encountered the Paxons. They just never remember. <laughs> and that, and now Picard, Picard's going to help them too because uh, didn't he put a warning buoy out or something about the what he thinks is just a wormhole? Yeah, that people could get trapped in. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's true. That helps, yeah. I wonder if the Paxons would get rid of that though. Maybe that's actually drawing too much oh. attention. Oh, that could be. Yeah, you could look at that either way. Yeah, we've worked. We've worked yeah. so hard. It's like a keep out sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a haunted you have house. Yeah. As soon as someone's posted that, it's like, well, what? What's yeah, that? Like, Why do we care? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do we have? Forgotten species wise in unforgettable. Okay, and unforgettable, we have the, the Ramiran. Mm. And they are also a society that wants to be uh, left alone. Uh, they don't want outsiders to even know uh, about them at all. And uh, they actually, besides just not wanting it, it's actually built into their biology. <laughs> Uh, so apparently they they gloss over it a little bit, but uh, they 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 call it, uh, it Kellen, um, who we're talking about, who ends up you know falling in love with Chakotay, uh, mentions that they have pheromones that can block the long term memory storage of uh, people that they come in contact, outsiders that they come in contact with. And they're also somehow impervious to technology like um, scanners and tricorders and things like that. I, I love that. That yeah. is so deliciously alien. <laughs> and that, that is the kind of thing which which episodes are based on. I love that. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like it, it, it's very hand washy. But who cares? Because it's a fun conceit and it's fun to think about the implications of that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but. It, but it's been done. We just accept that. Yeah, yeah. This is just how it is. And they and they mention things like okay, because anything you can think of, like, well, wouldn't there be? Wouldn't people have made logs about them? And they say that they, you know, launched a computer virus that erased all any traces of mentions of of them being there and things. Okay, like that. yeah, that that's a little convenient. That that yeah. is a bit convenient. But I mean, hey, you got it. You got it. You know. <laughs> but they, at least they thought about it. Voyager wasn't there that was impervious to medicals to scanning. Um, in the void, the uh, the oh, phantomes, those little yeah, creatures, yeah, they were also impervious to scanning. So maybe it is a, yeah, a possibility. Yeah, Delta quadrant thing. <laughs> they exhibit a, um, a, a an electrical field that renders them immune from scanning. Yeah, yeah I mean, we could we could sci-fi this. We could we could do that. And these these the the Ramiran are so serious about it that they don't let anybody leave their society, and no one is allowed to reveal anything about them to the outside world. That's and, yeah, to the to the to the extent that they send special uh, police officers, they call tracers, out to capture anyone who tries to leave the society, which is creepy <laughs> and very 90s sci-fi do you imagine yeah, yeah. sci-fi film the oh absolutely films. yeah the tracers exactly <laughs> yeah you could have a whole spin-off about the tracers mm. and you, about you know like like at first you, you see it from their side then you realize they're the baddies <laughs> yeah. yeah i would watch that i think that would 
probably be quite good. Because yeah, Chakotay even says that to the to the tracer that comes after after Kellen. He's 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 like, well, if people want to leave so bad, you know, like, like what's <laughs> maybe your society's not all that great if people want to escape it so bad. <laughs> And why not just let them go, you know? But uh, so who knows what kind of shady place there are. And I, and I could see that the aliens from Clues probably have, I could see them having similar laws and rules too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. There's once you've left, that's a, a chink in the, the armor, isn't it? Yeah. If somebody is out there potentially indicating, yeah. hinting that there's a, another another race and you could go and find them. Because yeah, they were so concerned that even one life form, Data, would know that they existed. And so, I don't know, but the, the Paxons did sort of when he was when they were told that he he'll de- he definitely. I, I promise you, he's <laughs> never gonna <laughs> say anything. Promise, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, "All right then, okay, all okay. right." <laughs> Is it okay? Fine. That's funny. So I I thought that was quite good of them. Yeah. Because. Because they could have been really awkward about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so and then the, the tracers have these special guns that uh, destroy the short-term memories of the runaways that they're trying to capture. And which is kind of really awful and sad too. And you get the, this really sad part where that's you know, the cruelest she, part of it. Isn't she it? gets hit by it, and she knows she's going to forget Chakotay, and she's like, "Don't let me forget." And if I do, tell me all about our love. <laughs> you know, and I just I oh. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so sweet. But uh, but then like Kellen was a tracer herself, so that's what would make the film so good. Yeah, it would be so good. Not <laughs> as a tracer, but she's. Yeah, you see the whole thing from her perspective. Yeah. Oh my god, this is and great! Disenfranchised with her job and the decide to follow her heart, and, <laughs> and yeah. then she gets caught. And the ending's oh, so good to, for her to lose her memory. Yeah, and for it not to work again, for them to go through the oh. cycle of having to relearn something, oh. but she just—it's not even that she can't; she just doesn't even want to. Yeah. That's the, and that's the worst bit. That's the worst bit. It's oh, so, it's so heart wrenching. You could see Jacote's heart just like breaking in two with everything yeah. she says. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! All right, so those are our two species. <laughs> They're very similar. Like this is a very good comparison. <laughs> yeah, they really are similar. And I wonder if, I mean, we don't know whether the Paxons have this ability to actually. I mean, they can erase people's memories, but if that's a natural ability or a technological ability, yeah. we don't really know. And uh, I wonder, I wonder if you know you 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 are a species and you have this innate ability to render yourself invisible from people's memories. Does that make you xenophobic? Is yeah. that are you gonna, then are you just naturally a xenophobic? Yeah, which came first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which came first, your uh, xenophobia or your pheromo- your v- ability to manipulate pheromones? Yeah. <laughs> Block long-term memories. <laughs> how um, many other species are out there that do this? Yeah. Could be dozens. Right. How, have how, no idea. No idea. There's no way to know. <laughs> Unless someone's doing a science experiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> All right, where are we going for points? Points wise, I mean, it depends what how how we're actually what why we're dishing out the points. I think yeah. 
we know so little about the Paxons. You know, that's uh, you know that shows that they're pretty good at their ability. <laughs> to, right. They're to more successful. Memories. Yeah, they're more <laughs> successful. But I feel like I didn't really emotionally connect with the Paxons. Yeah. You know, they were very ethereal and scary yeah. and godlike, yeah. whereas the Ramirans, they were much more human. Obviously, Kellen was uh, a great character and beloved by Chakotay. And I actually... I felt like she would be missed and I could see her having a job on the on Voyager and her her natural abilities being a plot device in other Ooh, stories. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. I, I think that would have really worked. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give my point to the Ramirans, but I'm really giving it to Kellen. But uh, yeah. yes, the Ramirans get my point. Yeah, we did get to emotionally connect to, to one of the, the Ramirans. Um, but if I think just about the species itself, I agree with what you said is, is, is the, the, um, I'm sorry, what are they called in clues? The Paxons. Paxons. See, you've yeah. forgotten already. I've forgotten already. I've it about 57 <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, you have? How did I forget it? <laughs> the Paxons. <laughs> oh my, well, my brain is mush. <laughs> yeah, no, fair, fair. Anyway, but yeah, so the pack, like the Paxons are, are more of like a, you're right when you go call them like god like they're they're just more of a of an unknown entity like weird um space thingy that you encounter and yeah and, we don't even know what they are yeah yeah which is cool but i, I really connect it to the ramirans as a species like i wanted Absolutely. to know more about them i i felt like i knew all i needed to know about the paxons is that there are these you know these energy beings just want to be left alone but the yeah. pa- the but the ramirans have like I want to know more about their society. I want to know why they're like that. I want to know, I, I want to follow more <laughs> about these tracers and, um, and why they're so hell bent on following anyone who tries to escape. And I just think that's really, that's really interesting. And, um, and yeah, if I'm given an, an, an edge, cause we, we get to know Kellen too. She's very interesting too, because she was a tracer. So she was a baddie, you know, and now she's, you know now she wants to run away herself and that's interesting to me it's interesting that she's Mm -hmm. not like this virtuous you know like ethereal you know goddess who needs Chakotay's help you know what I mean (laughs) she's a lot more interesting than that um so I guess I'm giving my point to unforgettable also I think that's totally fair I think uh I think I'm glad that the the, the Ramirez getting these points. Well, okay. Helen's getting, well, I'm glad she's getting. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's our next category? Okay, round two. Well, we've got our forgotten species. So why don't we have a look at our favorite amnesiac? Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The for, for, forgot er and the forgot e. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So for unforgettable, it's really the whole uh, crew of Voyager that has lost all memory of this incident. But obviously, our most important amnesiac is Chakotay, who just one day gets hailed by this woman who knows his name and. 
<laughs> you know, so it's a mystery in the beginning, which is fun. It's a fun little mm-hmm. mystery. Uh, the, the tease, you know, she um, she she hails them. She's like, Chicote, help me, or, or I need your help, whatever she says. And yeah, and then you know, and then that's the end of the teaser, and that's that's so interesting. It's like, ooh, how does how does she know Chicote? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he and obviously it's a mystery for them too, and they're very interested to know. He leads the away team, of course, because he's got a know why this person is calling him out by name and um and and it's 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 really oh it's so cute because he's he's very skeptical about her at first obviously like what why is she trying to win our trust she's obviously making up some outlandish story for so that we'll trust her for some reason and well, um, yeah, Mad Seska vibes with that idea. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicote has been burned. And yeah. He, yeah, he's got to be on guard. But it's so cute because it's still pretty early on when um, he's you, you can tell he's attracted to her. Um, yeah. they, they bring it up earlier. They're in astrometrics and and Seven notices that his face was flushed, <laughs> you know, when he, when he saw her. And that happens pretty early. So, you know. I suppose it's, it's a setup, though, isn't it, for him? Because yeah. it's, if, a, if a beautiful woman comes up and says, <laughs> you, we are in love, but you've forgotten me, you're yeah, instantly going to exactly. be like, oh, my God, you're going to be doing that anyway, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, she's gorgeous. And, yeah. and she knows him. She says things about him. She's like, oh, you always, you know, need to get the, you know, to the heart of the story or whatever she says. And, and it's, it's, it's really cute. The things that she drops about him that she knows. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, Oh, you could, it's very easy to see how Chicote fell in love uh, with, her, you know, how she got Chicote to fall in love with her. Completely. Again, like it's, Oh, it's so obvious. And, and they're adorable. <laughs> they're so adorable. And, and he's fully on board by, by, yeah, not, not that, far into the episode you know because then the tracer ship comes and and Janeway needs Chakotay's decision if they're going to grant asylum and he's like yeah fire on these these guys are trying to take my, <laughs> my Kellen you know <laughs> uh, and you know and, and she and she she asked and they had there's a really cute scene where um you know she's like I yo you know I came back because I'm in love with you and and I know this is weird <laughs> and you don't remember me but if you don't you know and if you don't feel anything for me I'll leave um, but I just had to come back because I had to know. And, and, and he says it in such a cute way. He's like, he's like, don't go. And it's so cute. And then she smiles and then, you know, and then they're in love again. And it's so cute. So Chakotay in this episode, he was, he was appropriately skeptical. Then he was all in and then he got his heart broken. And it's a wonderful little one-off romance for Chakotay and I, I I really think it works I think they have great chemistry together I think I think he, I think his performance in this is, is a little underrated too I think he was I think this is one of his best performances um, yeah I I have to say watch re-watching this this not just for this not just for this podcast but for I've re-watched this before yeah and every it does get massively slated but I don't know why yeah. It's it's pretty good. I'm not sure why I like it. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, a, a dear friend of mine and has once said that uh, the episode "Unforgettable" is exceptionally forgettable. <laughs> Which and I can see that too. Like if you're just not into the love story, if you don't like love stories, or for whatever reason this 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 um, conceit, the sci-fi the conceit, or if this particular relationship doesn't work for you, like if it doesn't work for you, then yeah, you're not gonna remember this episode um 
I, I understand that, but it works for me. The seat, the sci-fi conceit works for me and the romance works for me. So I really like it. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Well, well there's no points for highest rated uh, episode. <laughs> uh, but I, I do. I, no I would point. award it. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. But um, all right. So the amnesiacs on the Enterprise. What do we so got? It's, it's- it's rather different on the Enterprise because there's not somebody telling you you've forgotten something. Yeah. There are people thinking they've forgotten something and then trying to figure out whether they have forgotten something or not. So my runner-up, and this she was very nearly my first choice, is uh, Dr. Crusher. <laughs> because she is super dedicated to uncovering clues as yes. to whether they have some time. Yeah, she um, does do a lot of good um, investigative massive. stuff here. Yeah, she investigates. Uh, it, she's on it. Um, she's on it. Yeah. She was. She was. She's almost my first choice, and she, I wrote her as my first choice, and then I pinned her the post at the last minute. Um, she was as dedicated as Picard to uncovering uncovering the clues. She started off the whole thing with her um, her Demedian Scarlet Moss, which demonstrated. 24 hours of growth in only 30 seconds. Uh, she discovers Worf's fractured wrist and concludes that she'd repaired it. She uses the transporter to determine that the crew's internal clock is out of molecular sync. She's utterly relentless. Um, so I want to throw out her name as a, as a, as a st- sterling runner-up. But I'm going to give my, my, my uh, award to... Picard, because he is he is in full swing in this mystery, and it nicely links his love of the Dixon Hill holodeck program, which we briefly see in the cold open. Forgotten about that 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 was in this episode. That was yeah, to see. It it is lovely to see. It's a bit long, but uh, (laughs) it's nice that they actually did it. I thought they might come back and use like the programs halfway through to like as another clue, but they didn't. Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah, it would have been clever if if she'd been if the the, the receptionist had said something. So well, how how would you know that we haven't done this anyway? Um, it links his love of the Dixon Hill mysteries, which he expresses directly at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just so you know that he does love clues. <laughs> yeah, they uh, said the word clues like twenty times in this this yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, and and they indicated that they loved a mystery in clues many many times in fact, that was the the new one of the episode we can't help ourselves we love mysteries yeah. um, and it combines sure. that love of mystery with his connection to data and he wrestles with the idea that all the clues he's uncovering point to a culprit whom he trusts implicitly and he wants to give data every opportunity to to demonstrate that actually, this is just a huge misunderstanding. No. Um, but as the as the, the evidence grows, and he realizes actually, it definitely is data is the crux of this. And then he's so relieved later on when he <laughs> believes that Starfleet has ordered data to withhold the truth. You can see that the look like, oh god, this is his out. Oh, this is how he's getting away with it. <laughs> um. And then at the very end of it. The, the the whole episode sort of resets and starts again with data with Picard again trusting data to do exactly the same thing, just slightly better. Um, so 
he was the he was the the key amnesiac. He was slightly reluctant to begin with because he was very much like, "This is a minor mystery, and I'm satisfied that we've solved this uh, sufficiently. Send a probe. Let's be on our way." Yeah. But as the as the mysteries, as the little clues start mounting up, he does get into full swing of it, and uh, it was very interesting. He didn't wear the hat. It would have been nice oh, if he'd worn the hat. Would have been a nice touch. But, <laughs> I, I could do without the terrible the terrible accent he puts on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right, he gets really into it too. Like you see his yeah. eyes gleaming, you know, hot oh, oh, another clue. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. And it's so funny because he's on to data right away. Yes. Data, the, the, one of my favorite parts is data gives this ridiculous techno babble explanation. Oh, we're, we're, we're talk about okay, okay good. <laughs> I love that part. But uh, yeah, Picard in this episode is great. It's right up his alley, a little mystery. Um, you're right, between him and Bev, like Bev does a lot of the, well, Bev gives him a lot of the information that he that he needs. She does know. all the legwork. She does all the legwork, yes. At the beginning. <laughs> and this is why it would have been great oh, to see yeah. them more do some stuff together, like Bev and Picard. Oh, yeah. and Holly, I, because they were both so in it together they wanted to do the same things they had the same ideas um oh they could have made this a really nice bevan and jean-luc episode they really could they like really pulling together could. the mystery oh but yeah they didn't. they were gonna get together and solve this mystery in the dixon yeah. hill but then oh look they have a real mystery to solve together yeah. and oh and then the be- idea that maybe something happened to the between them in that 24 yeah. hours oh. <laughs> we could have made both of these into romances. Yeah, I, I think that I think oh, they they missed a little bit there. That would have been great. Um, it's a it's a fun episode. Otherwise, yeah, it's, but... fun. it's a great. I I really like this episode. But yeah, that would have been wonderful. I felt, and I love getting to the guy in Gloria from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's really because that could have been Beth as well. Really, yeah, that's what it I mean. Like, yeah, I love that it was Guinan because I love seeing Guinan and. Yeah, but, uh, but that would have been fun to have Bev and Picard in the beginning together, yeah. wanting to solve a mystery in the holodeck, and then having a real mystery to solve together. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. so cute. Yeah, date night. <laughs> Rewrite these episodes for the modern right? audience. Okay, right. where where are points going? Who's your favorite amnesiac? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. Do I go for the? Do I go for the romance or do I go for the mystery of it? Um, I, you know, oh man. Okay, this is a close one. This is a close because I do love Picard here, and, and we're going to talk about that scene later. Uh-huh. You said that, that I really like that Picard is just like on top of everything. Like nothing yeah. gets past Picard. Um, but I am going to give this to, to Chicote because I usually don't. I, I usually don't care for Chakotay. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, he's not, I don't like dislike him, but he's just not he's not my favorite um, in general. But I think he's solid, solid bridge work. He's solid. Yeah. He's solid in there. Yeah, he's just not. Yeah, I don't dislike Chakotay at all. I just he's just he just not he's not the first one I think of as of like favorite characters. But no, I, think, I think he's right here, and I see I see what Kellen sees in him in this episode. He makes me see that. Um, not that yeah, I'm not into Chicote, but I just mean as like, as like a partner, like I, you know, I just I, like yeah. he, like he, he's, he's, he's really good in this, and I, and I think he, he's, he handles this in the in the best way I think you could handle this this incredibly weird odd situation, yeah. <laughs> and I like watching him see, I, I like watching 
I like seeing him go through all the stages of that, which I think is really interesting. Um, so he's cool. He's yeah. Picard, Picard's got a ton of great. I, I can always give Picard a point. So, but this, this belongs to Jacote for me. What about uh, I'm, I think I'm with you on this. I think <laughs> I like seeing Chakotay's twist from amnesiac to, you know, rememberer. I'm not sure what the word is. <laughs> but I, I liked seeing it slowly catch up with him and then be taken away uh, in the reverse. And then for his, you know, the love of his life to be an amnesiac, but yeah. twisted the other way around. I thought that was really well done. I did think Kellen and Chakotay made a good couple, and I could have seen her when they talked about the jobs she would do on the ship. You could just see her on board. I, I really thought that would yeah. work, um, and I did think it was something they didn't do enough of in Voyager. I always thought that they would be picking up more people. Yeah, this is a whole other, a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> so I'm also going to give my, I'm also going to give my uh, point to Chakotay, especially because he wrote up that the, the lovely letter at the end. <sighs> Yes, we will talk about that for yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Unforgettable has four points here. This is this this isn't is on the board yet. Yeah, a, a, a rampage. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's still plenty, plenty of rounds to go, but I didn't see that coming at all. Okay. <laughs> what are we looking at next, Jen? All right. So let's see. We've got our our species that wants to be forgotten and our forgetter. So mm-hmm. what did they forget? What's our, our, our lost memory. Okay. I've, I've gone for a twofer here. Okay. I've gone for Wharf and Troy. <laughs> Both are haunted by missing memories, but in very character specific ways. So Worf is, uh, has got a, a twinge in his arm. And uh, he doesn't want to mention it because a warrior does not complain does not complain of minor discomfort. But he's been ordered to report anything out of the ordinary, and he goes down to he goes down to Beverly uh, to Doctor Crusher, and she scans him and she finds that his arm has been Grudging. broken and reset. <laughs> and she's done it. She must she must have been the one who's done it. And he has forgotten that it's happened, but he knows there's only a few people on board who could have done it. And that would have data ranks among those people, of course, because he has mega strength. Um, and Troy <laughs> is haunted by mega strength. That's a throwback to uh, to oh crumbs. What's that episode where Data has to fight for his life? What's the episode with Bruce Maddox? Oh, in uh, Measure of a Man. Measure of a Man. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> You've forgotten. We're forgetting everything. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> he calls it mega strength. Picard calls it mega strength. Many species with mega strength. Mega strength. Awesome. I love it. Anyway, uh, Troy is haunted by the memories of the fact that she's been possessed by the Paxons. And of course, it's there's some it's still resonating around her, yeah. her telepathic brain. Ugh, and she's Troy. still she's feeling um She's feeling ill from it. She's feeling like there's something that's not not quite right. And of course, she looks at that one scene where she goes to her quarters and looks in the mirror, and then she screams because the person behind her eyes is not her, which is quite a haunting thing. Um, So they've both forgotten. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 hideous, and they've both forgotten that these things happen to them. But of course, the the way that their memories work together is that it's Troy 
inhabited by the Paxson. She's imbued with mega strength. And when Worf attacks her, she just grabs his arm and snaps it casually and throws him <laughs> to the side. And that's how the, the memories, they're both separately tied lost together. memories tie together. <laughs> it's very satisfying to see how that works. That is works. satisfying, yeah. Uh, so that that is my that is my lost memory, the twofer of Wolf and Troy. Yeah, and the the whole thing is very satisfying because you don't know at that point like, point what happened either. You know, like when when Troy's like, I saw it was my face, but it wasn't me behind it, and and you're like, what does that mean? Like, what does that translate to? You still don't really yeah. know, you know. And and how did Warf break his is his wrist did data break his wrist like what happened yeah. and then, and then you're right it's just all answered in that that one snap of the wrist yeah very satisfying very satisfying yes i like that i like the way you framed that okay what do you have for the the lost memory in unforgettable uh, the story of their last night together <laughs> so she 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 teases the story of their last night together you know when she's she's telling the full story about you know mm-hmm. how how they met she spent weeks on voyager and she was a bounty hunter and she managed to hide and for two days before she triggered an alarm and you know blah blah blah. and then they worked together to catch the guy and and then they um they caught him good team good teamwork guys <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, but then she tells him the story of their last night together. She she says, "Oh, I was going to tell you the story," and 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 they're they're really cute because at this point they've just like, okay, we're back in love, and and they're eating ice cream. She's never had ice cream before, which is super cute because they're just cuddling on the couch and eating ice cream and and looking so cute together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she tells him the story. So she puts him in the chair he was sitting in. She's like, "You were sitting here, and I was sitting in this chair over here, and we were drinking something." with bubbles <laughs> she doesn't know she know what champagne is you know which is so cute and 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 it's just it's just a, it's just a little it's just such a little sweet scene um she you know she tells him like you know we were celebrating we were drinking the bubbly stuff and and then uh, you know i i came over and you know and she says talks about how she she had feelings for him and and then they kissed and she recreates, you know, they recreate their first night, their, you know, their last night together. And it's so cute. And it, it really works. They have such great chemistry. And it, it seems like, like, it's pretty, it's pretty sexy. Like, it's a, it's a pretty sexy idea, you know, like that. Yeah, that, 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 it the, definitely is. Yeah, like this woman has this memory of being with you and she loves you and you don't remember it. And she's going to like, kind of show you what it was like and I, I just it's just it's just really it's just really sexy i just love it it works for me i can you know yeah, yeah. like if that's kind of if that if that doesn't work for you i can see this episode not you know being your favorite but if that this 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 part really worked for me i, I thought it was great so that that's my my uh lost memory is their last night together <laughs> It's a good memory, and the fact that she won't tell him like everything that's happened all at once, yeah, she doesn't like splurge yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, he just wants to know like the whole thing. She's like, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. It does sort of build the tension a little bit. It's quite. Yeah. It's well done. Yeah, because she's she's pretty smart here. She's doing a really good job of of getting him to fall in love with her again. You know, because if if he, if she did rush it, that's a little like scary and intimidating, and also like 
uh, I don't feel that now. Like, I don't believe you, you know, like, like, yeah. but she like, she, she lays it on, you know, as thick as she needs to and, <laughs> and no thicker, you know, and she teases it. She's like, Oh, eventually we'll get to the good stuff. And, and it's, it's just, it's nice. It's a nice slow, I mean, a slow burn as you can get when you're being, you know, <laughs> chased after by tracers. Yeah, sure. Um, So she does a really good job of that, of, 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 it's not a manipulation. I don't like, I can't think of another word of, of how she, she dishes out the information that he needs, you know, to decide what, how he feels, you know? And it, yeah, she's great. She's so great. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of Kellen love in this podcast. <laughs> really? um, she's one of those one-off characters that just yeah. hits you in the Unforgettable. right way. Unforgettable. <laughs> okay. Um, so if we're thinking of points in terms of lost memory where's your point going jen oh my oh this is a challenge this is a challenge because i don't like i really like clues Mm. (laughs) and i really like i i really like the one you picked too i like the way you frame that as like because that was a little mystery within the mystery yeah. You know, like like those I mean like Deanna's vision and Worf's broken wrist were clues, but they were also little mini mysteries within themselves, which is was yeah. fun. And it was know? nice that they tied together yeah. to solve, solve each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I am a sucker for a good romantic ice cream and champagne evening. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean I know which evening I'd rather have. I'd rather <laughs> <laughs> would you rather eat ice cream and share yeah. a kiss, or would you well, rather break, break your wrist. wrist, or be <laughs> or be possessed by an alien entity? <laughs> um, oh man, I Ugh. I think in terms of uh, lost memories, I mean the the best memory. I mean the the best memory is obviously the memory that Chakotay is recalling. Yeah. That's the that's the nicest memory. What a great <laughs> way, and and not just a nice memory to recall, but well recalled. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's not just you know telling you the memory, but also reliving the memory. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go for that because I, I do like it. Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that they 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 played it in that way, and it was, it was romantic and subtle and clever. It was nice, and you know, I, I liked the Wolf and Troy too. For I think is great too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But this sharing is... the memory in that way was is yeah. clever, and we don't see a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's it's close, but I think I'm going to go with Unforgettable also. And I'll I'll tell you what, I'll push it over the edge. But the the, the direction in this scene is 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 um is is very interesting. The way they they the way they block the two characters. Of like slowly getting closer to each other, mm, and, okay. you know what I mean? Like it's really and the and directed by Andrew Robinson. No Jared. way. Yes. <laughs> so How I is think this? I'll, I'll How is this an underrated episode? Right? <laughs> what? I will slip this in to give Garrick a point for his direction in this part. <laughs> I mean, you're blowing my mind here. Yes, you are blowing my mind yeah. here. Oh, oh goodness me! Yeah, he's—I mean, he's a talented director. All right, 
All right, what's next? Where are we going next? Well, I, I mean, can we just stop for a minute <laughs> and sort of understand that Unforgettable has got six points? That this is insane. It, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But I'm going to turn it around, Jen. Okay. With, okay. With the next, with the next, uh, the next category. All right. Which is unforgettable moment. Oh, what category. is your most unforgettable moment in Unforgettable? Okay, so we're gonna go for like best scene, right? Yeah, the unforgettable, unforgettable moment. Okay, the unforgettable, unforgettable moment. I like that. Um, okay, so. The best scene in this episode is the last scene, but we're going to talk about that later. So I'm skipping that, but that's my, that's my ultimate. Okay. But the scene I'm picking here. So there's a lot of mess hall scenes Mm -hmm. in this episode. Just it's kind of interesting. Like Neelix gives Chakotay advice more than once during this episode, which is an interesting (laughs) development. Oh, (laughs) But it's just like it's interesting because it's like a homey environment. Like the mess hall is like a a, like a part of like home, you know, like Voyager being home and and she becomes I think her being in the mess hall is kind of like her being a part of the family almost. You know what I mean? Like um in a different way. And and so I like that. So I'm picking the scene where they go to the mess hall and they're going to they're going to have a meal and she's going to tell him what happened the first time she was here so this is pretty early on mm-hmm. and she tells him the story and it, it's cute because they, like they they go and and get the food and and everything that Neelix serves them you know she knows that Chakotay would not like, <laughs> you know, she's like, you think you don't like carrots and you think putting slimy and, you know, she knows all these things and, and, uh, which is cute. And then she tells him the story of when they first met and it was, you know, and, and it's, and it's adorable because you see the flashback, you know, and, and, and you can mm-hmm. see the chemistry. They're both pointing their phasers at each other, um, <laughs> you know, but you can just tell like the, the actors, the gun point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, your eyes meet, your eyes lock <laughs> at gunpoint, you know how it happens. It's a, it's a story, you know, typical love story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's cute but it is cute because like the both actors do a really nice job with it because they, they, you could tell they have chemistry because because chakotay's like you know uh, uh, you're gonna be you know the rest of security is gonna be here in a couple minutes and then you're gonna be outnumbered but if you put your face down and tell me what's happening i'm i will listen and she looks in his eyes and you could tell she like feels some sparks and and trusts him and puts it down and, and then you know they go about you know about the plot <laughs> um but it, but it's a really it's a meat cute over phasers <laughs> which is which is really funny but it but but um you know so she she tells him that little story in the mess hall and it's cute because they do a, a, an angle you never really get to see i guess this is andy robinson too um of like the view from outside the window and she's looking out the window in the mm, mess hall, which yeah. is, it, it, it was, it's very, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like they're on a balcony over, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like a very romantic angle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Overlooking the stars <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and they're, and they're talking there for a little bit and, and it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's lovely. And uh, then uh, it, they get knocked, knocked out of um, 
out of their conversation by uh, the tracer ship finding them and, and weapons fire. And, you know, the, and Voyager gets jostled and she gets jostled into his arms, you know, which is cute. And oh, that's, that's very, and very 50s, isn't it? Very yeah, yeah it, it's just, it's just lovely. The whole, the, I, I just, I like the way it's, it's filmed. I like, I like that it's in the mess hall and the little touches of what she knows about him and, and the story she tells. And it's just a lovely scene. I, th- I think it's really well done. And I think it's underrated. So that's my pick for unforgettable moment in unforgettable. <laughs> I like it. I, I like the unforgettable moment. Yeah. Um, Jacoby doesn't like carrots. Right? <laughs> I love a good buttered carrot. <laughs> this is one of the rare things, times that Neelix's meal sounded good. It was, um, it was fried something. And buttered carrots and almond pudding. I was like, "Ooh, I would eat that." Yeah, <laughs> I forget what it was fried. That but... sounds absolutely delicious, right? Oh, I know, me too. I love a good buttered carrot. <laughs> um, cl- the unforgettable moment in Clues. I have selected the absolutely exquisite scene in the briefing room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is why we talk about the crew are discussing the multiple mysteries unfolding around. Yes, them. I love the scene. And they, they've all already grown a mite suspicious of yeah. Data. <laughs> and Data obviously is not the best liar because he's not practiced <laughs> at it. He just doesn't know how to do it. Um, and they all suspect that he's, tell- he's not quite telling the truth. But this is the first time it's definitively discussed. Um, Data provides this very spurious hypothesis to explain the current scenario concerning a chap very... A fun name, Pell Underhill. Uh, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> that's like a hobbit. Uh, a 22nd century physicist who posited that a major disruption in the time continuity could be compensated for by trillions of counter reactions. And then he goes on data. Uh, Geordie questions it, but like the, the, this isn't time, this is matter. And data sort of glosses over and says, well, it could happen with matter, provided, <laughs> provided the right conditions are breached. And then he's, it seemed to me, very obviously dismissed by the yeah. car so that they can talk about him. Um, <laughs> that, if that had happened to me, I'd be like, oh, God. I'd be at the door <laughs> listening, like, what the hell are they talking about? Right. Um, but he's dismissed to go and help, help Lieutenant Nelson do something down in engineering. And this is so the senior members of the crew can look at each other with shifting eyes and Picard can ask very clearly... Do you believe Data is telling the truth? And Geordie's hesitant, but he has to confess he does not believe that Data is telling the truth. Data is lying, and he cannot believe he even put forward that preposterous suggestion. And they have to struggle with the idea for a bit that they all now believe that Data is lying, but they can't believe he's lying. That's so unusual. There must be a reason for the lie. So they go down all the roads of we're going to do scans on data and we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll check as much as we can. But still, we're now trying to catch out data. We're trying to figure out, is he lying and how is he lying? And it's just such a wonderful, a wonderful scene where they have to sort of consider the, the fact that one of their own yeah. is, is playing them somehow. Especially and, data. Yeah. Exactly, data. All of them. All of them, data wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do it to Picard, and he wouldn't do it to Geordie. 
Yeah. Both of them look at each other. <laughs> they have the moment where Bacard is like, look yeah. at Jordy. I know you're his best mate. Right. Is he telling us the truth? <laughs> and he's like, no, he's not. I, right. I can tell you he's not telling you the truth. <laughs> uh, and I just thought it was such a great scene. And it was nice to see Data try and do the right thing. And this, Data so rarely fails at stuff. But this is there's something about lying which is so human, isn't it? And it's yeah. so subtle and so nuanced. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that ability. He's awkward, and you, you, he plays the awkwardness so well during yeah. during the, the episode. Yeah, I like that. I like that Data wasn't successful doing this. I like that. That's yeah. the construct of an episode is Data can't lie. He sucks at lying. <laughs> yeah, it works really nicely. It makes sense, and it it reaches a nice crescendo at the end where eventually they're getting to the point where they are outright asking him, are you telling me a lie? And he's just saying, I, I can't answer that. So <laughs> they know that something right. else is going. How frustrating to just be hit so with. I'm not, yeah, I won't be able to tell you the answer to this question. Very frustrating. But the, the, the scene in the briefing room yes. where he gives that ridiculous uh, <laughs> idea about why things are happening. Um, and then the following moments where Picard is just like, is he lying or not? And everyone yeah. goes, yeah, uh, that's my unforgettable moment. Please. I love this pic so much. This scene is so funny. Uh, the one thing I really love about this is, is Dana gives this techno babble explanation, which sounds no more far-fetched than any other techno babble explanation for things that they use in Star Trek. <laughs> But yet somehow, you know, they, they're like, okay, Data, thanks. Go help so-and-so with, you know, whatever and leave the room. And <laughs> Picard's like, well, that was some some bullshit, huh? Yeah. No, <laughs> so they're all really okay with nope. Kyle Underhill. They all love it. no. They're like, no, that's ridiculous. Why are you discredited Kyle Underhill? <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so funny to me. Um, and yeah, and they come up, they come up with the idea that Data's lying pretty quickly, too. Considering yeah. that that none of them would ever think that Data would lie to them, you know, or that he was even capable of it, because um, that's how you got to follow the clues, you know. He's also the only one who's in the position to lie to them about. Right, this. right. There's no one else who could. Yes, lie to them. that's true. That's so true. If there is a lie. Yeah. He's telling the lie. Right. Uh, so it is. Yeah. You know, it's very focused, but it's also well played by Data. He, he obviously can't lie. Yeah, it looks he awesome. sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brent Spiner does a great job in this episode, too, of, of being yeah. like, you can almost see how uncomfortable he is, but he's not going to not do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's going to follow his order. <laughs> no matter how ridiculous he looks, you know. Uh, yeah, and he was willing things. to follow it through right to the end. To yeah, yeah. Port Marshall. Yeah. He was oh, uh, yeah. He's doing his duty. He's, Your choices yeah. seem clear. If you think I've committed a gross breach, you need to uh, court martial me. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great. But yeah, because also for jo I feel bad for Jordy too in that scene because he's like, "Yep, that's ridiculous." I'm I'm surprised he even <laughs> brought that up. <laughs> that's some bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, I, I it, mean, it was nice though that Jordy. later on Jordy does sort of approach him about it because because yeah. Picard is asking him outright, "Are you lying? What the hell's going on?" But Jordy's much more like, "It doesn't seem to me that you're telling us the truth." Yeah, if there's yeah, something going on, diplomatic. we can talk about it. We can figure this out. Yeah, yeah, because they give yeah. him. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, they they give him they give him a lot of opportunity to like 
come clean. They do, yeah. And and then, you know, Jordy gives them a diagnostic. It's like, well, maybe someone fiddled with Data's programming because it doesn't yeah. seem like something Data would do. And and that, they're like, nope, he's, he's totally yeah, healthy. He's fine. He's, he's fine. <laughs> so the only other option is that he's lying. And and I feel um, then later on, you know, when they, they find that he manipulated the computer data somehow. Another mm-hmm. computer virus. Who could have done best computer virus? Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but he said the only people capable of doing this are me and Data. You know, in the same way, like what we like with Worf's, like, well, you know, one of the only people that could break my my wrist would be Data, and, and it's just all these data. You know, yeah, I gotta fail to follow the trail of clues, and they all lead to Data. But, but yeah, that briefing room scene. There's just something about it too, because it's just because they they always solve problems in the brief in the briefing room, but this is this is a weird. This isn't them solving a problem. This is them diagnosing what the problem even is, which is a little bit different. You know what I mean? Because and and having the conclusion be that something so outlandish is happening, you know, and it's one of their it's data line, which is seems ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's, much it's, it's so like interesting. External force yeah. is manipulating his brain waves. It's yeah, rather it's, than he is voluntarily having a right. Life. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see them try to work through that um in the briefing room too so uh, yeah all right points well i'm hoping that we can get uh, <laughs> uh, uh clues off the ground here so i'm gonna yeah. give my point to clues yeah I, I, clues is getting my point for this round too uh cool. yeah it's it's a cracking scene yeah it's and so it was the, the only one that i considered in response to this yeah my my, my scene is, is it's a lovely scene and yeah it's, and a, it's a light, it's a light it, scene it's very nice yeah but but the briefing room scene is that that's it's just there's it's funny it's um it's mysterious because you're like what is going on to make data lie you know what I mean? because you don't know either at that point and mm-hmm. you know the first time you see it and it's it's, it's just it's, it's a really good scene so yeah for sure clues all right okay. All right, so Voyager has, or Unforgettable has six, and Clues has two. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, it is wild to me, so hopefully we can (laughs) mildly even the score up here. But, I mean, this does demonstrate the underrated, because Clues is a podcast. Yeah, and Clues is awesome. um, The underrated nature of of Unforgettable. Right, agreed. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's, let's get to our final round then, Jen. Okay. Let's talk about our parting memory. Which is our memory. last shot of the episode. So the last shot of the episode is the original memory. <laughs> it's just slightly tweaked so that no clues remain uh, for, the, for the crew to sort of start getting suspicious about. And now Data is a practiced liar he just, I mean, I really felt like he only just about succeeded in this as well. Yeah, yeah. He just about pulls off Inception in Picard, <laughs> that Picard does not want to return to scope out the Class M planet. Rather, sending a probe is sufficient. Yeah, you can almost see him holding his breath, waiting to see what Picard's going to decide. <laughs> yeah. the probe because I, I found it, I, I thought it was, I thought maybe he's going to go back again. There's this, yeah. how many times are we going to do this? <laughs> no, he sent the probe. It was very dangerous. That's the end. Off they go. I can't remember where they were heading to. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I forget. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, oh. Set a course to Evadne 4. 
Of course. That's where they were going. Of course. Uh, we could launch a probe, suggests Riker, and that would certainly be sufficient, says Data. Satisfied that now he's agreed with the number one suggestion, that's probably going to be one they go for. There you go. And they do put out the hazard advisory to Starfleet, but they don't leave a warning buoy. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's right. A hazard warning is what they yeah. say. Yeah. Don't go here. Dangerous worms. Dangerous just... micro wormholes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's yeah. A, it's a, a nice ending, and I love the fact it ties back into sort of. Well, it doesn't. The first, the 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 cold open is the Dixon Hill Hollow program, um, which you know was fun, but yeah. Didn't we didn't need to know the date that that Picard loves a mystery? We didn't need we didn't need yeah. them to keep saying that. It was okay. I think he would have still partook in the mystery anyway. But it was nice that it sort of went back to the beginning and mm-hmm. gave us the original thing again. But it just played out just played out right this time. Just yeah. about. So the thing that I like about this too is the actual parting memory, the actual last shot of this episode, which is Data's knowing smile. Yes, it that, is. That's, yeah, so that—that's what I actually. Uh, I'm judging this category and is that last moment because I, I, I don't know how Brent Spiner manages to do this when, like, like he he does a, he smiles without smiling because Data doesn't really smile. You know what I mean? But he does it yeah. like this knowing grin, like as much as Data, you know, Data doesn't grin, but like with his maybe with his eyes. I don't know how he does it, but this. He knows something we know as the audience know it too. Nobody else does, and he succeeded. And it's such a lovely little way to end the episode. Satisfied Satisfied. after all the tribulations he's gone through. Yes, satisfied that this has worked. And and like I'm following my orders. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) I have relief. You know, and I just love that. I love knowing things the characters don't know. That's one of my most fun favorite things um so yeah, i love that we nice. have we have this little secret with data and it's kind of like data was giving us like a little wink and a nod yeah in that moment you know which i really love i like that a lot i love the way they end that episode okay what do you have for parting okay. memory for unforgettable so this is no uh slouch either <laughs> this final mm. scene because this is again we go back to the mess hall and <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> Neelix has a very lovely speech. So this is, um, you know, Kel- Kellen's lost her memory and she's and, and he couldn't get her to fall in love again. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't get her to, to stay and try. She, she just went back and and he knew that he was going to forget her soon, too. So he's he's got pen and paper like a cave person. <laughs> 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 ancient i think i think Neelix calls them ancient writing implements you know yeah. and he's furiously scribbling down everything he can remember about her before he forgets which is so lovely and and Neelix gives us this wonderful speech about um it's it's actually it's a, it's a pretty great speech about love and about how um you know like you can't about how you can't predict love and mm-hmm. And you can't, and, and, and like anything can, any one little thing can spark that love or cause it not to ignite. And you can't yeah. just, can't, you know, because Chicote is like, why couldn't she fall in love with me again? I fell in love with her twice. And what could I have said differently or what could I have done? And, and Neelix, you know, it's just like, you just can't predict it. It's just, you know, and that's how the world is. And you could put, you know, we see there's, um, 
isn't that a there's a black mirror like that where you see how many times like it's like a simulation i can't remember what it's called i should have looked it up but um it's a simulation and, and like how many times you end up together is like your rating of how good of a couple you uh, might be. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one, but I read about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I always, I was thinking of um, the good place. The good place. Yes. That's and what how came to my mind. And Eleanor, yeah, oh they, they run through the same process again and again, but only sometimes they fall in love. And that exactly. And that's another one that destroys me when Chidi, um, spoiler alert for the good place, <laughs> when <laughs> Chidi volunteers to lose his memory of Eleanor for, yeah. you know, for the good of the universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then she remembers their love and he doesn't. And it just kills me um, every time. Oh, I'm just a sucker for that, for them, for Chidi and Eleanor. I love them so yeah. much. That's it's but, so um, good. Yeah, but it's, yeah, and it's the same thing because you're right that they, they go through every iteration of the neighborhood, and sometimes they fall in love, and sometimes they don't, and just you know, every it's just it's the butterfly effect, you know. Yeah, and, and, and when they actually talk about when did you know you loved me, it's yeah, simple stuff like I think you gave me a tissue. Yes. Before oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's lovely. <laughs> so cute. Um. Yeah. So, so that's actually a pretty good Neelix speech. I'll give Neelix props for that one. Um, yeah. Well done, Neelix. Well, it, well done. Well done. Yeah. And it's just just romantic to see him using the pen and paper to write it down. And and this is if we're if we're going by the actual parting memory, the actual last shot, just like Data's smile. This is pulled back to Chakotay alone in the mess hall at night furiously scribbling on his pen and paper trying to write down everything he can possibly remember about Kellen before he loses it and it's just oh it gets me I I, I love that shot I love that idea it it made me think as well like if you found something you'd written you'd remember writing it presumably or would you forget your handwriting (laughs) yeah would you forget that you've written it written it because it's sort of related to what's going on um and would you think is this a fiction I've written? Is it right, real? Right. I've I've written it's real. Oh yeah, <laughs> did I just write myself is a fan? <laughs> yeah, is this really happening? Yeah. And the idea that you'd write something down and you'd have to make things concrete because technology is unreliable. I found that really scary in like a a world where technology is so ubiquitous and reliable, but now we're having to go back to pen and paper, um, which I thought was great. I, I, I thought yeah. that last shot of, of Chicote just writing it down, I thought yeah. it was very sad and it sort of fit yeah. the tragedy of their lost love. Right. I, I thought it was great. I was really sold on it. Yeah, and then he says, you know, he says, I want to remember. You know, it would be easier to forget, but I want to remember. And and then it's like, you know, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Maybe better off just forgetting, you know? Because <laughs> when you read that, wouldn't you be like wouldn't you just be sad again or mm-hmm. would you be happy to know? I mean, I, I always err on just wanting to know everything, <laughs> but would yeah. be a very, but reading that would be very, very sad, you know, but you wouldn't know when you, you started know. reading yeah. it, it was going to be sad. <laughs> You're like, Ooh, I left myself a note. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. but, all right. Points wise. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm going to give my point to Unforgettable. Oh, 
my goodness. I absolutely love the the. I think the, the tragedy of it really sticks with me. Yeah. And I, I do like the the, the parting shot, the parting scenes in uh, Clues. I think it's clever that they wrap it back to the beginning, but it is the end of that's the end of the episode. That's what was always going to happen. Um, whereas, you know, for it for for their their plan to be a success, they had to all forget. But for yeah, but for Chakotay, it wasn't a success. He's he's going to forget because it was a it's all gone wrong. Oh, that's a good point. And clues forgetting was a happy moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tragic moment, and unforgettable. And I feel like it's nice to have that sort of, you know, that sort of unusual ending to an episode. Yeah, and it was tragic because the the Kellen romance was so strong. Yeah, it worked. And it's it's really jarring when she doesn't really want to get involved at the end. She doesn't. Right. She's like, no, no, I'm very happy not to. I want to get back. She says she made a mistake. Yeah. By breaking their law, and yeah. and you could see him like his heart just smash into a million pieces when she says that. You know. And it doesn't seem to fire uh, her up the same way it fired him up to hear that they had like a romance together. Yeah. Oh she's yeah, that's like, right. She does right, say yeah. though. She does. Say, she's like, "Well, you're very attractive, but I don't think that happened." <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I don't think. <laughs> that happened, right? Yeah, she's like, that, that doesn't tell. Yeah, she's just like, "You're very attractive, but that doesn't sound like something I would do." She does something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose she's going. I don't back, find that very likely. I think she says, "Going back to the her home planet, where presumably she's being judged yeah. for doing this." Yeah. Jeez. Or, yeah, because he says she's going to be an example to, mm. to other people to not leave. It's like, oh, that sounds kind of ominous. Yeah, <laughs> really does. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to give my points to, to Unforgettable. All right. Okay. So this is tough for me because I, th- I, I think it's just such a great moment of um, Brent Spiner acting mm. there with that, that just that look he gives. I just love that. I love that little... Yeah, wink and a nod between him and the audience uh, when everything worked out. That's a, that's a cool way to end an episode too. Um, but for some reason, oh, I just just the the romance of him using pen and paper, and then you know, and it's it's just just it's, oh, again, this is probably Andy Robinson too. This is where most of these points are due. I, I they're, they're due to Robert Beltran and Virginia uh, um, Madsen's acting and chemistry together, mm-hmm. but also Andy Robinson's directing because yeah. just the romance, like like he's in he's alone in the mess hall, like in his home, like at night, and the lighting is low, and he you know because it's, so it's almost like he's writing by candlelight, you know, so it's even more yeah, like yeah, like it seems very ancient. Yes, and he's using pen and paper to write down, furiously scribbling everything he can remember about love, you know, his his love before it disappears. Oh, it's just, there's just something so lovely about that. So, yeah, okay, I'm giving, giving my point to Unforgettable also. Who? <laughs> this was an unexpected, yeah, um, lopsided victory here because our final score is unforgettable eight and clues two Ooh. Uh, i'm <laughs> i'm not i'm not dismayed because obviously i've i'm half the problem here <laughs> but no wow. you, were, you were brilliant <laughs> i didn't see this coming at all me neither because I love clues, like that—that's such a good. This episode. is a great episode. I mean, it's, it's, it's right in the middle of season four, and it's surrounded by other cracking episodes yes. as well. Like yeah. you know, the the run is strong. Yeah. Um, 
But Unforgettable's getting all our points. I mean, <laughs> what? And again, I think it really does come down to whether or not the romance works for you. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're not into romances or for whatever reason they don't strike you as having the same chemistry as, as they strike me as having, then then yeah, then this is going to be a very forgettable, <laughs> unforgettable will be a very uh, yeah. forgettable episode. <laughs> but it just, it works for me. It, it really works for me. Yeah. I, I would watch this episode again. Yeah. Because I've forgotten the first time. <laughs> I've forgotten it. <laughs> and I'd watch Clues again and again too. Clues, that's actually like, Clues never gets old. Even though you know the mystery, I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of watching it for me. You know, just no, seeing, seeing, seeing how it unfolds. Because part it's, part of part of the enjoyment is them trying to find out what, trying to like, yeah, get yeah. data. Like, what the hell's going on with data? Seeing them be confused is part of the fun. Yeah, and seeing how they manage to uncover this, like how, like this is such a weird thing to happen for you to be able to figure out. You know. Like yeah. God, the Enterprise crew is so good at, at at figuring shit out. You know, this is just the one little clue they have is that is is uh, Bev's. What is it? Or is it plants? Or is it mold? Or whatever it is. Um, what whatever she's growing. That's the that's that's the one clue they have, and that's what starts off the whole investigation. And that that's such an, a a really cool thing to start with just that and uncovering this plot of aliens to erase your memories <laughs> to forget that they exist. Oh I mean, it's God. so it's so baffling. Yeah, it, it it deserves more points. It deserves a lot more points. Yeah, but not today. Well, not today. <laughs> <laughs> We'll try not to forget about this. We'll give clues another day. Yeah. <laughs> In we'll the clues another run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it. I feel like we've right. done a lot of hard work here today. I feel like yeah. we've really, we've really, really made a difference to Star Trek today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's keep saying nice things about ourselves. I enjoy this. Oh, it is, isn't it? Uh, what are we doing for our next episode, Jen? Oh, geez, what's next? Where are da, we going? Da, da. Good. Now that we've finished with the old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. For the next episode of Snap Trek, we are going to tackle two behemoths. Which grew from a very small space seed Ooh. into two massive feature films as we compare The Wrath of Khan versus Star Trek Into Darkness. I like what you did there. <laughs> very much. Like, I was going to try and put He Tasks Me in it somewhere, but I couldn't. I just. We've, we're tasked where it just didn't quite work. But I'm I sure think this is going to be a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, a big one. A big one, yes. A, a supersized movie special. Yeah. <laughs> spectacular. A movie spectacular. Oh, a supersized movie. A double bill. A double bill. Oh, a double bill. All right, double I'm loving feature. it. Yes, matinee. <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to watching both these together. Yeah, this, quite will be, this will be fun. I've never watched these two together. I think that'll be very interesting to do back to back. Yeah, I'm excited about doing this now. Yeah, me too. Ooh, fun. I'm wondering if it's going to give... Well, look, we'll save all this for the actual... Yes, yes. Okay. Stay tuned. Next Is there anything that you would like to impart? Oh, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it.
And please don't forget about us. <laughs> <laughs> we are unforgettable. We are. You are. And awesome. <laughs> we, if 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 you are having trouble remembering, we will drop some clues on Twitter. Yes. So you can find your way back to our podcast. <laughs> Uh, lovely, lovely to speak to you, Jen, as you ever. Too. I look forward to the next episode. Me too. Uh, please do send us any Snapchat poetry, any Wrath of Calm poetry or Into Darkness poetry. Uh, I'd be very interested to hear some of that. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, live fast and prosper. Strange to see you using those ancient writing implements. Oh, it's the only way I could get a permanent record of what's happened in the last few days. I want to get it down before I forget it all. I'm sorry things didn't work out for you. I've been trying to make sense of it. I fell in love with her twice. I thought she could do the same. We were the same two people on the same ship. Why didn't it happen again? I keep going over and over our last conversation. Trying to think if there was something I could have said, could have done. But nothing comes to mind. Commander, I don't think you can analyze love. It's the greatest mystery of all. No one knows why it happens or doesn't. Love is a chance combination of elements. Any one thing might be enough to keep it from igniting. A mood, a glance, a remark. And if we could define love, predict it, it would probably lose its power. I'll let you finish. Good night. <laughs>